Hi, I'm Jayan Sriram and welcome to In Focus, the Hindu's analysis podcast. Thanks for joining us. We'll spend the next couple of episodes on some brief discussions on strategic affairs. Today it's India's relationship with Iran, which has run into a bit of trouble lately over India's commitment to the Chabahar port project. Four years after India and Iran signed an agreement to construct a rail line from Chabahar port to Zahedan along the border with Afghanistan, the Iranian government has decided to proceed now with the construction on its own, citing delays from the Indian side in funding and starting the project. So we'll talk a little bit about the Chabahar project, go back in time a bit to analyze India's relationship with Iran. And I mentioned strategic affairs at the start of this podcast. And in this current moment, that means that we will also place these developments in the broader rubric, both of our recent troubles with China, but also a larger geopolitical context of US-China relations, the upcoming US elections, uh, among others. I'm joined today by the Hindu's diplomatic affairs editor and national editor, Suhasini Haider. Suhasini, welcome back to the podcast again. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Jayant. Always a pleasure. Right. So before we uh, get into the meat of the story and talk about the uh, Chabahar port itself, um, let's just kind of try and put this into some context in terms of um, the India-Iran relationship and what's been the kind of trajectory of that, let's say, over the past uh, six years that uh, the BJP government has been in power. What's, what's been the trajectory there? Sure. Um, you know, India and Iran have traditional ties. We have historic ties. Uh, we have religious ties. We have cultural ties. The Persian-Indian link is, uh, you know, uh, centuries old. And uh, we've had trading links with Iran because the ports in Iran are close uh, to the western coast of India as well. Um, so, it, it, this relationship has had a lot of depth to it over the centuries and in particular over the last uh, few decades, even after the revolution in Iran. India was certainly one of those countries that has always stayed close, uh, part of the non-aligned movement with Iran. Uh, so, they, you know, they, that has been the traditional relationship. Uh, what's happened over the last 20 years, if I could say, was uh, while India has actually uh, you know, signed up for several deals with Iran. In 2003, there was something um, called the, the Delhi Declaration that really spelled out Iran-India ties in many respects, the, the Chabahar port for starters, the railway line, um, several oil reserves which India was going to explore, ONGC was going to explore. What happened subsequently was that US sanctions began to weigh in and even though in 2006, uh, five, uh, 5 plus 1, the P5 plus 1 got into talks with Iran on the nuclear issue, um, there was really not much let up until 2015 when the deal was signed, the JCPOA as it was known. Um, so that's the history just before this period that you were asking about. Now, subsequently, the US opened its restrictions, took many of the sanctions off. And India was, in fact, encouraged to do more business with Iran to ensure that Iran came into the mainstream and moved away from its nuclear program. Uh, India certainly uh, already had all the projects, you know, its ducks in a row. And um, so Prime Minister Narendra Modi, who has always given Iran, uh, a, a, you know, a lot of importance, actually flew to Tehran in a very historic uh, visit in 
2016 and May 2016, where he stood with the Iranian President Ali Rouhani as well as the Afghan President Ashraf Ghani, and they signed the trilateral agreement on Chabahar. Now, the trilateral agreement was a transit trade agreement, but included the development of Chabahar in order to bring trade through. And um, and one of the most important things about this is not only does it help India-Iran ties and India-Afghanistan ties, it also connects India to the to the outside world, uh, to Central Asia, to other countries there, Russia as well. Um, so they put this deal together, which included the port, it included the trading zone, the, what was called the free trade zone in Chabar, and it included this railway line. Um, this became kind of the cornerstone then of India-Iran relations over the last few years. There has been a strain though since 2018, when US President Trump decided to do away with the deal. He pulled out of the JCPOA and then he reimposed sanctions in May 2018. This then became a, 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 an inflection point, if you like, because India then had to make a decision on oil imports from Iran. The moment India cut its oil imports from Iran, it also had to give up a lot of trade with Iran because uh, uh, since um, uh, because of the US sanctions, the trade between India and Iran has essentially been about uh, rupee-real exchange mechanism, so we can ex we import oil, and instead of that, we were exporting uh, rice and so many other things to Iran, more than ten billion dollars worth. So trade went down, the oil imports went down, and while Chabahar did, you know, make uh, uh, make progress, and you know, it has since December 2018 actually been operationalized. India has been running that port. India has been sending. Um, part of, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of tons of uh, uh, wheat and rice to Afghanistan through it. Uh, the truth is that ties have uh, maybe taken a, a slight hit over the last few years. There's a traditional relationship and certainly leadership meets at every occasion. Uh, but, but the current situation with the sanctions as they are has made it a little more difficult for the friends to really be very close. Right. And given that you mentioned that there were many uh, trade possibilities that the Chabahar port project was supposed to provide uh, for India, what is the loss now that, um, you know, both in maybe if there's monetary loss, uh, but certainly um, let's talk about the strategic loss that India may have incurred in now not participating in this uh, railway line? Well, let's put it this way. There is um, uh, the, the port is something India is committed to and India is very much a part of and already has I think uh, run more than 82 ships uh, through uh, the Chabahar port, loaded, unloaded, uh, shipped them uh, by road to Afghanistan as well. Um, so the, uh, India has uh, made progress on the port itself. Uh, the free trade zone for the moment is open to investors from uh, all over the world. Uh, there is an expectation that a country like China, for example, will invest in it as well. But India is welcome to be a part of it. It is the railway line that went from Chabahar to Zahidan, which has actually, for the moment, been started by Iran without India. Now, Iran, uh, there are two versions to the story of why this happened. Iran, uh, Iranian officials have been very uh, clear that India never completed the MOU. The MOU was never turned into an agreement. The MOU essentially was an MOU between the Indian railway construction company, Irkon, and Iranian railways, their uh, CTDIC, which is their infrastructure company. And it was for about $1.6 billion that would come in so that IRCON could lay the tracks, construct the railway track, 
that went all the way to the uh, border with Afghanistan and also to fund that track. Because of the sanctions and because of other reasons and delays and negotiations, that MOU never became an agreement. So Iran's contention is that India seems to be unwilling and reluctant to join, uh, probably because of US sanctions. Uh, and, um, uh, and so Iran decided that it couldn't wait any longer. It would use its own resources, about $400 million from its own national development fund, to go ahead with that deal. For the moment, India has been cut out of it. But both India and Iran have said that they can be a part of it in the future. In terms of monetary loss, you know, you were asking about what India has lost. There is no loss. Uh, it's a notional loss because India did send teams to do feasibility studies and site checks and all the rest. But it hasn't yet put in any of the $1.6 billion it had promised. Um, I think the larger uh, loss will be one, a kind of reputational damage because around the world India has all this goodwill. But uh, country after country, the answer is always your delivery is a bit short. Your delivery uh, takes much longer than uh, the promise. So there's that reputational damage and then there is the strategic damage because clearly owning a railway line or building a railway line gives you a certain amount of influence uh, which using a railway line will not give India in the same way. So if India does become a part of this deal at a later stage, as some have hinted, uh, then India can reclaim that space. However, the important thing is whether that space will be occupied by anyone else. And of course, on the horizon is this massive infrastructure and strategic partnership between China and Iran that is on the brink of being uh, uh, announced. And uh, the fear, of course, will be that uh, the, the, the strategic loss to India will also be China's gain. Yeah, so let's just elaborate on that. Um, I'm just reading out a couple of lines from the uh, FAQ article that you have on this. And uh, it's that the announcements, the announcements on the two projects come even as news filters in of a China-Iran 25-year partnership for $400 billion to build infrastructure and energy resources in Iran, giving the impression that Iran may be relying more and more on, the Be on Beijing and its Belt and Road Initiative to develop its projects. So right, um, I think I guess we can't really speak about anything at this current moment without talking about the larger um, sort of uh, strategic picture that has emerged out of our recent troubles with China. Um, so just you know, Iran's kind of draw drawing closer to China. What does this mean in that larger context now? Well, let's put it this way: Iran has been a part of the Belt and Road Initiative. In 2016, President Xi Jinping travelled to Iran as well. Uh, uh, you know, around the same time as Prime Minister Modi, and he announced uh, that there would be this big strategic partnership. We are now seeing that being fleshed out. What is it going to mean? At a time when Iran is facing more and more stringent sanctions from the United States, which has clearly meant that even a friend like India had to give up buying oil. Um, most other countries have zeroed out their oil as America had demanded. China continued to be a buyer. So at a time like that, when Iran is already a little more dependent on China than before, uh, we have details of this deal. Uh, many different websites have had some part of the strategic partnership framework that was discussed in Beijing and Tehran. Uh, it hasn't yet been made public. But what we do know, and I think the New York Times actually uh, had quite a lot of information uh, that it had put out, is that this 18-page document commits China to spending $400 billion over a 25-year period uh, also means uh, $280 billion of that 
will go into infrastructure projects, 120 billion will go into developing Iran's gas fields and oil resources, its energy resources. Part of the deal will also be for China to get discounted energy over the next few years. Now remember, since Iran does not have as many buyers as it did before, this is going to make that relationship much, much closer. What is of concern, and I think the United States is more concerned than others, is the kind of military component of a strategic partnership like this. For example, if China were to get a base somewhere, or if uh, military from China were to um, be part of some uh, project over there, or uh, actually uh, something like Chabahar or the free trade zone were to see much more uh, Chinese investment of the kind we saw, say, in Sri Lanka, where Hambantota port eventually was leased, uh, had to be handed over to China. Uh, that kind of debt situation is something that will concern everyone because it changes the balance in the region. Remember, for India, there's one other unspoken thing, which is that the Chabahar project was India's uh, work around Pakistan. It troublesome neighbor to the West, which had always stopped India from trading with Afghanistan and always put a lot of uh, difficulties in the way of that, has also blocked off essentially India's land trade access to Central Asia. This would have been, this is in fact, the turnaround, the, the walk around from that. Uh, and if China were to be involved in both Iran and in Pakistan in the same way, because of course China has a Pakistan economic corridor as well, um, and, and a port in Gwadar, then that would, in a sense, squeeze out India's strategic space over there. So that is uh, definitely a concern from this deal. As I said, uh, the, the details of the deal are still uh, being fleshed out. We've seen many denials, for example, coming out of Iran that no Chabahar terminal, the other terminal, uh, will not be leased to China. They've said that uh, China will not be given control of an island the Kish Islands just off the southern coast. Um, but, we, uh, but, but it will be watched very closely as to see what exactly is in that deal. I mean, I, I guess a, a good way to end this is um, that India is being forced into some fairly uh, difficult choices uh, given, that, um, given the strategic uh, you know, relationship with the US, uh, which does, as many people seem to have pointed out recently, uh, the U.S. is the only country that sort of came out vocally in support of India's uh, claim when the, during our recent standoff with uh, with China. So, um, where does where does this leave us with regard to you know? On the one hand, we're not really getting a, a big trade deal with the U.S. That's not really there, but we do have to. We do seem to have these economic obligations um, that's affecting other our other sort of economic interests in you know the region. So, where does this leave us in the larger geopolitical context? Well, I, I, you're absolutely right, because the, the real problem here is that left to uh, New Delhi, they would like a much closer relationship with Tehran. They would like for these projects to work out. What's happened, though, is over time, uh, New Delhi is being forced into choices. There seems to be not so much space for being able to say, as India was able to say earlier, as a non-aligned nation and, you know, talked about strategic autonomy. And it was easier to say, I can be friends with everyone. Today, there are blocks that are forming. And the world is worried about these, this Cold War that might develop between US and China and the world and the, and the regional blocks that might develop as a, as a result of that. Um, and it may become more difficult for India to push back. Uh, because remember, three of Iran's biggest adversaries 
are all great friends of India, Saudi Arabia, Israel, and as you said, the United States. Um, so it's not just the US-India uh, relationship, but other relationships that are beginning to strain this. On the other side, there's China, there's Russia, against whom also the US has uh, placed sanctions. Um, and, and India's maybe traditional neighborhood relationships are coming under strain as a result of that. Um, a lot does hinge, and I can tell you everybody, including uh, the leadership in Iran, is watching closely what happens in the U.S.'s elections in November, because uh, getting out of the JCPOA was uh, Mr. Trump's uh, platform, and Mr. Trump then uh, then cancelled the deal with Iran and has followed it up with these strong sanctions. But if Mr. Trump were not to return in, in November, then the question would be, will the U.S.-India relationship as, uh, excuse me, will the U.S.-Iran relationship ease a little bit, thus allowing India a little more strategic space and a little more autonomy on these decisions? Because at present, uh, while India wants to do much more in Iran, it's hard to do it. Every time it needs to import steel or import uh, machinery and equipment and bring in a company to uh, a banking company or an insurance company, they run into trouble over the, the US sanctions at present because of globalization and because all these companies are connected. Uh, so certainly, uh, there's a lot to watch out for later this year. Of course, nothing is a full stop. There's always commas in, in geopolitics and in international relations. Uh, and, uh, and both Indian and uh, Iranian officials have suggested that they would like to see a closer relationship somewhere down the road when it's possible. Right, so Ashni, I think we'll end that there for today. Uh, thank you so much for joining us again. Thank you, Jane. Thanks for having me on.